Welcome to Entrepreneurial Reality with Bash. Every week we'll be speaking to startup and scale-up founders to learn about them, their ambitions for the business, goals and objectives. Every conversation is a moment in time, documenting entrepreneurs' current situation with a view to coming back next year to see how they are getting on. Each journey will be different. Each innovation could be game-changing. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Entrepreneur Reality with Bash. Uh, we've got a special part two here with Sam Pratchett talking about another venture that he's just working on and building up at this point in time. So, Sam, if you could just give us a brief uh, recap of who you are and your additional venture. Yes, so I'm I'm Sam. I'm 26. The venture that I started on the side of the other label at the moment, it is called Finstant. What Finstant is or what it will be, rather, is it will be an easy and effective way for small business owners and first-time entrepreneurs to create cash flow forecasts. This came out of a need I had with Yellow Label is, I, you know, our CFO. I was uh, having to do financial forecasting for almost once a month, you know, for different people, you know, different things. You need to see it. You need to plan out your finances. It's an incredibly important document, your cash flow. You know, when are you going to run out of money? I had to do it on Excel. And most business owners will have to do the same thing. You'll spend weeks doing it in Excel, and then you'll realize that one of your cells is wrong, and you spend another week trying to figure out which cell it is and trying to re rectify that problem. What Finstant will be is a website that takes all of that hassle out and should allow you to create accurate cash flow forecast in about half an hour by just using intuitive questions and a reactive graph rather than a billion cells. Let's talk a bit more about it then. So there are a number of software that does a lot of the, the point of sale, the recording, the invoicing, the receipts, and then associated costs of product and the, the sale price and what the margins are. Have you got cash in, cash out? And some claim to provide a cash flow uh -huh. sort of reporting tool. So how, how would this be different? Yeah, so there are a lot of companies that do a very similar thing or, or interlink this with other kind of services. You know, everyone's heard of companies like Xero and Sage and larger enterprises have other more complex financial management systems, but I would class that as a financial management system. It's not a financial forecasting system. If you can afford to pay for zero, you're doing all right. In, in my opinion, you know, I started out our first business with no money, you know, literally zero pounds in the bank. So you have to figure out what do I need to start the business and how long is that going to last? You know, taking it a step further back. I did the same with this one, you know, how much do I need to start and make this business survive? This is a product before zero this is before you need sage this is your first cash flow forecast even like you know going down to like your first entrepreneur you know you have no idea how to use excel so you use this instead because it's a lot easier to use your first venture you don't even know if it's if it's a good idea or not oh my this is an idea i've had in the shower maybe this will work okay let's just spend half an hour figuring out the cash i would need to start this rather than three weeks and realizing i don't have the money you can even scale that back to you know students and school kids in business classes and, and business uh, degrees you need to be able to figure out cash flow forecast so why not have a simple way of doing it where you could just do it in half an hour i don't see it ever competing with the likes of zero and sage i never want to have a financial management service i want to provide cash flow forecasting for small companies and i would prefer to work with these companies rather than consider myself competing against them in that regard straight away that comes to mind if i'm an individual i've got a set amount of cash i've got an idea i'm looking to establish how long it will take for me to burn that cash mm -hmm. what cost for the service 
Initially, I wanted to be free, or the majority of features to be free. Um, I, I, I figure that the pay system for this is going to be like any other software on the platform, which is a subscription-based service. You know, you think of Dropbox, you think of Spotify, you think of Google. They're all free to a point. And this is what I want to do. Like, it'd be so hypocritical of me saying that I want to target small businesses and people with ideas and then charging them through the nose <laughs> for that privilege it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't check out so i want the base products to be free and available and people to use it and access it and then if they want to use it excessively there'll be a paywall there are other methods of monetization that i'll be looking into and that aren't mutually exclusive to this one but like i said essentially for people who want to see if an idea is going to work i want it to be free how far in the journey of finstant are you at this point in time have you taken the learnings that you've made already from Yellow Label and starting to apply those? I mean, I like to think I have. <laughs> um, or I, at least, I certainly have tried to. What I've been trying to do is figure out the, essentially the, the learning I've taken is figure out the quickest way I can get this to market. Now, initially, I tried to find a CTO that could mm-hmm. build me a, a, an MVP or a, it was more like an alpha, to be honest. Then that sort of didn't really work out and the CTO kind of dropped out after a while. So now then I was talking to uh, agencies about how much can I, will it cost to build this thing or, you know, and then again, MVP version, you know, not thinking about this, the functionality I want in two years time, but just mm-hmm. what can I have in six months time. I've got speaking to some funding sources and some um, other business sources. So I'm at the point whereby probably in the next month or so in by hook or by crook, it will start being developed the service. Um, and because of the relative ease of building you know what i'm i'm not doing rocket science i'm just doing something better than excel it won't take me a huge amount of time to develop it and get it to market and get it in people's hands get people using it and whether they like it or not then is down to me making the product better the real journey i've learned is how can i get the product in people's hands fast mm. you know a, a workable mvp you know for yellow label it took us over a year i've not started this venture to do that again if, if, it, if someone turns around to me tomorrow and says, it'll take about a year to do this, I'll say, see you later, or I'll drop it, or I'll do something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not interested in a venture that is that long-term anymore. I want something that I can fail quickly if I'm going to fail at all. But I hope it doesn't. I've spoken to enough people that I don't believe it will, but I need to get it into their hands and test it, see how they're going to use it, see what features they need, what they don't need. Um, so that's what I'm taking forwards with me into this venture. Okay, and, and are you looking for funding... I've I've had two options on the table um, for a little while, and I guess the two options are you know pay for developers to make it a certain size, mm-hmm. or try and get a co-founder in to build it of a smaller size. This is my um, issue that I'm gonna that I have to really do some soul searching and solve, um, because giving away equity and putting some funding in myself isn't isn't an issue at all, really. To be really honest, if it gets me to a product of a certain size quicker that I can then test that, then I'm happy to do that. One of the issues we had with yeah, the label going to try all the way back to learning from this is that. You know, even though we built a product with a CTO and we got it in and it was good, it wasn't scalable enough that we could raise off that. The the kind of dilemma I have here is, do I get a CTO in to build something that kind of works for like 30 people? Will that be enough to then get funding in the future? Yes or no? You know, it's, it's not a question I can answer accurately. Or do I get investment and co-investment in now and build a product that will be available for like thousands of people and then maybe look to raise again off the back of that or just have the product working you know, and scaling for that size. It's a question that I have to ask myself, to be honest, what kind of position I'm, I'm in to, to make either of those options happen. I'm probably leaning towards the latter because, again, as much as I would love to just build a product in three weeks and test it in front of five people, that's not going to get me anywhere. No. Realistic, realistic, in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't really get you further. I believe I've spoken to enough people about the service that they would use it if I built it. 
and I'm part of enough networks and small business circles that people want this type of service. So I, I believe I built it to scale. It could scale given the right marketing. So with the cash flow, focusing on an idea, product development, building a business, mm-hmm. could it translate to personal finances as well? Yeah, there's no reason it couldn't. Essentially, it's a way to input monetary figures and show a graph. That's that's the features 101, is showing a graph by inputting money. Um, and there's no reason it couldn't be done for personal finance. I also thought it'd be done for like project finances. So even in like a, a large enterprise, you know, you have a marketing budget. Mm-hmm. You know, how is that being spent? What do you think it's going to be spent on? When? How? What's the returns on that? So anywhere where you see that little pound sign and you need a little graph, like eventually this kind of service could be used for for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not really focused on the, I guess, the personal finance element. There are quite a lot of personal finance services already out there, but there's no reason that someone couldn't use it for their own means, given the inputs that are available to them, to be honest. Oh, interesting. So a bit like a Monday or a Calendly yeah for cash flow yes yes certainly um again one of the reasons i want to build it and get get it into people's hands is because they will give me answers that i hadn't thought of i literally like not thought of the personal finance aspect until you brought it up you know just then and every time i tell someone about it they come up with a new idea and i've got an idea as well which i'll share with you (laughs) offline because i don't want to necessarily share it But, but, but that's the brilliant thing about having an idea and sharing it with people that they give you ideas back you know, I spoke to one guy who's got a really great business and he said he would need to be able to export it into Excel, the, the financial forecast, because there are certain investors that want it in Excel. And I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. You know, I was quite, I'm kind of leading the anti-Excel brigade mm. with, with this business, but actually people still need it in this in this format. So I'm like, okay, well, that has to be a feature. I hadn't thought about it before I spoke to him. And every time I speak to someone about this, they always give me a new answer. And again, that's why I want to get it into people's hands. Know, get people using it, get their feedback, hear what their thoughts are, what do they like, what don't they like, what do they want to add, what did they use it for? Mm. And then I can really figure out where the product goes and really map out its journey. So for the less organized people out there, how do you go about recording all this feedback and then collating it and keeping it as a system of record so you can evaluate what the feedback is and then reiterate and move forwards from a development standpoint? It really depends on what kind of thing you're releasing and how you like to collate it. In the first instance, it always has to be some form of human element. You know, you can't get robots to collate all the feedback for you and then find out with features. Um, it can be as simple as like a type form. If you're releasing a beta or an alpha, then chances are the people that are going to use it first are willing to give you the input. They're willing to give you what you need to continue moving forward. People like being part of something new and they like knowing what they're talking about is going to make an impact mm-hmm. to someone. So like my target audience is entrepreneurs, you know, it's first time business owners or early business owners in general, more, more generally. And I've spoken to enough of them and they all love it and they want to use it. And I know that I could then go back to them if I had their contact details and I would say, hey, how'd you like it? You know, what, what was good, what wasn't good, mm-hmm. whether that's a phone call, whether that's a type form, whether that is a Facebook group, there are a plethora of ways to do it. And chances are you're going to have to do all of them because people want to give feedback their way. They're not going to always bend to your method. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants great feedback um, or wants to generate feedback from their service, they have to be willing to spend a lot of time doing everything, picking up the phone, replying to emails, setting up Facebook groups, creating and analyzing type forms, all of the above and more to get the feedback they need because consumers want to give feedback, but they want to give feedback their way. So if you're going to be very, very straight and narrow and know you fill out this or know you do this, you're not going to get the feedback you need. So just be really flexible 
you know, allow people to give feedback their way mm-hmm. and you will get the feedback you need. And then you need to bring it together in some way, shape or form. That's the human element. So taking a phone call and a type form and an email and a Facebook group and collating it all together is something that a human needs to do. And, and you know, as a business owner, like I am, or you have like a, a marketing director or consumer facing, you know, expert in your company, this is their job. You know, they, they take all the feedback and make it usable. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is that's the art of improving your product is taking, you know, thirty different sources of information, combining it into one voice, and saying actually everyone wants this. Okay, make it make it so. So that's, that's yeah. what that's what we're taking it forwards. Really interesting to talk more about about yeah. it, and uh, yeah, I'd certainly love to have a go myself. If you don't mind? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep your data when it's live. Good man. Yeah, when the launch date's ready. Thank you. So building products to make people's lives easier, uh-huh. uh, whether that be from food access to food at a lower price to managing your finances in a better way mm-hmm. uh, you've won an award recently i understand associated to the yellow label if you don't mind me going back there just briefly. yeah yeah of course so yeah so very luckily i've been nominated and managed to win a couple of awards lately being part of a team and winning an award but I, I had to win the award it wasn't like the, it wasn't a yellow label award it was for me but because my work in you know able it's it's a bit of an odd bridge between you know personal gain and company mm-hmm. gain but yeah so the awards i've been nominated and won for are for youth entrepreneurship because i'm quite young and because i'm doing work in a company that is doing work for society then i am recognized for my contribution and being a equal majority shareholder in that company it's kind of all again it's a bit awkward talking about these things but yeah it's, it's really nice to be honest to be really honest like to go up and say thank you and to be recognized by your peers like the one the award i won very recently set up by a company called roundtable global and so they put up 20 categories of people um for young entrepreneurs i think from like 10 to like 29 you know so some really really good people there Mm. they put people forward and then the winners of the award were voted on peers from the uk switzerland south africa and america i think so as much as I think it's a bit awkward talking about this stuff, to have been nominated and win, having been voted for by literally people around the world is a real, you know, it's a genuinely huge honour to be so thankful that they, they thought that I'd done a lot of good work and I'd beaten everyone else that was in my category. Um, being an entrepreneur, you need those pick-me-ups occasionally. It's so well and good knowing that you're doing good, but sometimes you need a complete stranger to pat you on the back and say, well done. Like you're actually doing some good work, you know, it's not just your bank balance that's growing because it isn't at the moment, <laughs> but you know, someone's, someone is literally standing there saying this award is for you because you are doing good you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's more valuable than anything to be brutally honest, you know, other people believing in your idea and saying what you're doing is brilliant. Keep going, you know, please, can we help you keep going? And that's interesting because it is all very well having a pat on the back and saying, well done. But if they have the ability to help you elevate your business, elevate yourself to the next level to be profitable or to be earning and then profitable, uh, exactly. it's very, very helpful. Yeah. And like um, with all of the awards, they're always like sponsored by people who are always willing to help you. Um, so I've been put in contact with someone in, in London who, is, who runs, a, he runs a company that could actually help us and there could be a partnership there as well as just, you know, sort of general mentorship from a successful business person Mm -hmm. and then it's just general exposure as well you know like exposure of your brand and what you're doing and now i've got access to a to a community of people whereby if i want anything if i want expertise if i want access to a to a market or something i've got think about you know 200 people that i can just go to and say look you know this is what i've done i have been recognized by you know us yeah we have recognized me Mm -hmm. as as being as doing this can you help me 
or I want to launch in South Africa or I want contacts in LA, you know, I now have a route into those into those markets. So all awards are are completely different, but there's always a benefit other than just a pat on the back. Normally you're just in a room of people that are either peers or like-minded individuals. So just the conversations you can have is really, really good. You know, like for an awards event that I went to that I didn't win at, it was the, I think, uh, Digital Leaders Awards that were big fancy doing in uh, London. I didn't win the award, but I sat on a table with loads of execs and really influential business leaders and just been able to chat to them for a few hours and they give advice and support and contact them on LinkedIn after it and then mm-hmm. seeing where can our relationship go and stuff. That is going to be useful. That I didn't win the award is fine. It literally doesn't bother me, but you know the contacts you make and the the experience you have is very, very good. So, how, how do you get yourself in front of the people that provide the awards in the first place? Because there's there are a number of people that would, although have the confidence to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. not necessarily have the confidence to then go and push themselves forward into the spotlight like that. How did you overcome that fear? And are there any sort of recommended? ways of doing so um so the award that i won uh, i didn't nominate myself i was nominated by someone else one of the people who was in charge of finding young businesses that were doing good to then nominate them so i literally was sat in my um desk one like friday i think it was and it just got inundated with you know messages on facebook and instagram and email and wordpress just saying i've nominated you please accept you know i think you're doing really good stuff Um, so i was like that's really nice that's really really nice that someone was some, you know, someone else likes my work enough or the company's work enough to say, I'm going to nominate you for an award. That was really nice. But then completely conversely, the one that I didn't win, the Digital Leaders one, I had to nominate myself. Um, but I did that through the Environment Now program that yeah, the label is associated with. So they go up for the awards every year to do with youth entrepreneurship, to helping society. So the program was up for an award or wanted to be up for an award. And they gave two of the entrepreneurs in that the chance to be up for the young entrepreneur award so myself and emily both went to the award ceremony so it was really good like so that one i had to do myself i wasn't pushed to do it but i was like look you know we we think these awards are really good like just fill out this short form mm-hmm. don't shout about how good you are just say here's what you're doing kind of thing you know three kind of three small three short questions tell us what you're doing and then if you're selected you'll be taken to the award ceremony so it's actually a lot easier to do. It's not like The Apprentice. You know, you don't, you don't have to shout about how good you are to the camera. <laughs> to the camera. And you're not, you're not saying like, I don't know, like I'm the Beyonce business or <laughs> something like that. You're just saying, I'm doing this stuff. If I'm good enough, I'll be nominated. If you see an award that you think you could win or someone else could win, just do it. Like there's literally, there's literally zero harm in putting yourself up for an award. You might win it. You might not. Who cares? It'll be good. It'll be great. If, there's, there's literally zero downsides to that. So you have to be in it to win it. You do. You, re- you really do. Um, and I probably missed loads. I probably missed loads of award ceremonies that I could have gone to and could have won an awards at. You know, a lot of people listening will think, oh, I could have gone to that, you know, or I could have done that, or I could have seen the opportunity and not done it. Like I said, it's, it's an opportunity there. It's not like, a, it's not a tax. It's, it's nothing bad. It's an opportunity to get you and yourself out there and get some recognition for the good work you're doing. If you're doing good work, like I said, just be recognized for it. It's a nice little pat on the back. Well done. Keep going. Yeah, it's credit to you and your team. Yeah. Thank you. We've come to the end of our conversation. Okay. And I'm really keen to uh, see how you progress, both on a yellow label point of view, uh-huh. uh, but also the Finstant company that you've, you've shared with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, um, of course, Sam Pratchett PLC as a, <laughs> as a, a philanthropist of the future, potentially. Maybe, hopefully, hopefully so. Hopefully so. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been really great to 
just you know chat to yourself and everyone here about the kind of work I'm doing and yeah um, hopefully more people can come on and do the same thing and you know share their stories and hopefully someone's been able to take something away from this and if they have then I guess my work here has been been a success much appreciated thank you for your time Sam thank you take care so what do you think we'll have another interesting story to dive into next week looking forward to it already some questions to you in the meantime what is your story what is your reality right now and what are you working towards let me know so you can connect with me on twitter just type in bash in the search and you'll find me so bash b-a-s-h easy on instagram it's bash reality so that's bash underscore reality and on linkedin benjamin ashmore Make sure you subscribe and until next week, cheers.